Are you one of the fortunate people that scored Taylor Swift tickets last week? Or are you a sad, crying fan snarfing down crumble cookies in the corner? In today's episode, we are going to talk all about the Ticketmaster pricing debacle with the Taylor Swift tickets and dive into Adam Smith's invisible hand. I am going to tie it up all with a pretty little bow, and by the end of the episode, you are going to be an expert in economics. So let's get into it. My name is Lauren Ruper, and I have been option trading for almost a decade. I am really glad you're here because this podcast was designed for you. I break down all the things stock trading into bite-sized chunks so you can feel empowered and confident to take on the stock market and better your life. So grab a dirty Dr. Pepper, kick up your heels, and listen along to today's show here at Trade Blondie. If you live under a rock which is totally okay if you do, let me bring you up to speed with what happened this week in the world of pop culture. Taylor Swift tickets to her upcoming Eras tour went on sale and all hell has broken loose. So clearly I don't go to enough concerts because I had no idea that this was even a thing, but Ticketmaster has a program that they've set up to help reduce bots and scalpers from purchasing up all the tickets. It's called the Verified Fan Program. And how it works when you create a Ticketmaster account, you can select a handful of artists that you're interested in and cities you would like to go see them perform. You can't select every artist out there or every city out there because that triggers the algorithm to tell them that you might be a bot or a scalper. Once Ticketmaster has verified you as a real human fan, then you will receive a text message with the code to buy tickets for those particular artists that you're interested in. David Marcus, Ticketmaster's executive VP, has raved about the program's success. For big events, he said, more than 30% of tickets end up being resold. But with the Harry Styles 2017 tour, we saw less than 5% of tickets being resold for the shows, which is a huge improvement for the fans. But here's what happened last week with the T-Swift tickets. 3.5 million people had pre-registered for the verified fan program for the Taylor Swift tour. With this information, Ticketmaster suggested to Taylor Swift's team to open up more event dates and to open up ticket sales with a pre-sale for the verified fans only at first. Well, Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., the pre-sale started. The website had sent out text codes to only 1.5 million verified fans, leaving 2 million verified fans without codes. Not only did all the verified fans with codes rush the website, but many more fans and bots that didn't have codes wanted to see if they could purchase tickets as well, resulting in 3.5 billion system requests. Ticketmaster said this was four times more than their previous peak. This caused the sales process to drastically slow down on their website and even kicked people out of their waiting line queues. 15% of customers said they experienced some kind of glitch while attempting to purchase their tickets. But amongst all the system issues, they still managed to sell 2 million tickets on Tuesday. That is the most that any artist has ever sold in a single day. But even with all 2 million tickets being sold, there were still many fans that didn't get their tickets, and they were disappointed but still hopeful to get tickets during the general admission sale. Well, technically, those sales were supposed to open up on Friday, but Thursday afternoon, in a shocking announcement, Ticketmaster canceled the general public sale for the rest of the Taylor Swift tour, and people have lost their ever-living mind. 
Now I understand why people are mad at Ticketmaster. I've been mad at them too in the past when trying to buy tickets. You budget and plan to buy tickets at a certain price, and then suddenly, once the taxes and fees are all added on, you're suddenly paying double what you expected. And I get that. But I do think it's pretty cool that Taylor set her ticket prices in a set range of $49 to $449. That is before Ticketmaster added on all their fees. So that's not too astronomical. But what is totally blowing my mind is the insane backlash people are throwing at Taylor Swift and at Ticketmaster. I want to play for you guys a few clips from TikTok. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's really hard to see the Swifties um, going through what they're going through with Ticketmaster. Not only that, but you better believe that Ticketmaster and Live Nation are absolutely considering this to be a win um the chairman says we did sell over two million tickets that day we could have filled 900 stadiums this is bragging and you know who else is celebrating and this is gonna be hard to hear blondie blondie is for sure celebrating and i hate to tell you guys i hate to be the bearer of bad news um but taylor swift is just as complicit in this as as any of the other people involved as upset and frustrated as you are with Ticketmaster, you should be as upset and frustrated with Taylor Swift. Because just like other artists have canceled out any tickets that have been resold in their concerts, Taylor Swift could have done something like that. Tennessee Attorney General is launching an investigation into Ticketmaster following their disastrous pre-sale of Taylor Swift's store. It will investigate whether Ticketmaster delivered on its promise to customers and could grant a court order to make the company do better. Swifties bringing down Ticketmaster is not something that I saw on my 2022 bingo card, but it is something I am absolutely here for. Taylor Swift has been in her capitalist era her entire career. I mean, nothing against it. It is absolutely genius. And I fall for it more often than not, if I'm being quite honest. But this woman does not care. She doesn't care about your parasocial relationship. She wants you to think she cares because that's how she gets you to spend $500 on concert tickets when your budget was $200. I'm not going to stitch because I don't want to like shame people for expressing disappointment. But I keep seeing fans like calling on Taylor Swift to like speak out against Ticketmaster. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that Taylor Swift is the embodiment of that brand of girl boss feminism that encourages women to win at capitalism instead of actually dismantling it. The criticisms of Ticketmaster as like a monopoly and the way it operates are so valid, but Taylor Swift is not going to be the one to take it down. This is the same Taylor Swift who outflew every other celebrity on her private jet, who went after Etsy sellers for making 1989 merch, and who was notorious for refusing to even address the 2016 election. Swift is a brilliant songwriter, and her music really captures the pain of existing as a woman in a very patriarchal space, but also the joy of being in community with other women. But that doesn't mean that she's a revolutionary. I think that's why so many women, including myself, have such a complex relationship with Taylor Swift's music, because her writing really does resonate. But she's not the feminist leader that she's made out to be. Adjust your expectations. She's always going to prioritize money. If you are an artist that sells on Ticketmaster, things need to change. So we've all heard the news today about Ticketmaster canceling the general sale for Taylor Swift. The reality is fans do not have the ability to change the system. No matter how much noise we make, no matter how much we yell, there will always be someone who's willing to pay these ridiculous dynamic prices. And I'm not going to get into details or statistics or whatever, but the fact of the matter is... 
dynamic pricing should not exist. A ticketing monopoly should not exist. $50 tickets being sold for $800 at the original point of sale should not happen. The only people that can solve this are the artists. You need to remove dynamic pricing. It's not like adding your own rules as an artist to your tickets is unheard of. Ed Sheeran's done it. Look it up. In the end, this just breaks my heart. Going to concerts is one of the most magical experiences you could ever have. And Ticketmaster is ruining it for everyone. So if you're an artist that sells on Ticketmaster, do something. If you're so for the fans, do something. Because this is ridiculous. You should not expect anyone to pay $3,500 for a level one seat at your show. And Miss Taylor Swift, I love you dearly, but I think I can speak for a lot of us. We will not be able to attend your show. So, figure it out. Figure it out. I think the single best thing that could happen would be the federal government making it illegal to sell tickets for more than their sticker price when you resell them. All right, my thoughts. <laughs> I hope you guys liked those. Um, first of all, the federal government's role is to regulate interstate and foreign commerce, declare war and set taxing, spending, and other national policies. That's it. Personally, I think the government is already way too big and should not be wasting time and resources on the ticket prices of Taylor Swift concerts. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, number two, yes. This is why monopolies are not good for consumers. Without healthy competition, there is no progressive push to improve technology and systems, and it also ushers in price gouging. So how do we solve this? Well, first of all, again, I don't think government should be dismantling monopolies. I believe that instead they should have less regulation so that naturally more companies can enter into the arena. Number three, many people that praise her on being a girl boss are also very angry that she's a capitalist. But I mean, come on, not only is her passion singing, but it is also her career. She's not just doing this for community service hours, and she's very giving and gives back to her community a lot. But let's boil it down to this is her job. This is her job. And she was pretty cool in capping her ticket prices at $4.49 because she knows full well that she could have charged originally a lot more. Next point, even if every single person that purchased tickets had no intention of reselling them, every single ticket got purchased, no reselling, there will still not be enough supply to meet the insane demand for these tickets. People that want tickets won't be able to get tickets. And that's just how it is because the supply is not matching the demand. Another point, and I think that this one is my favorite, there are people that actually think it should be illegal to resell concert tickets. I mean, seriously, illegal? People are advocating that others go to jail for reselling a concert ticket for more than they deem it's worth? I mean, that is really, really silly. I honestly would love to know if they were also fans of defunding the police two years ago because that is doesn't match up. <laughs> Defund the police, but also arrest people if they're reselling concert tickets. <laughs> Anyways, I could not disagree more with all of these people, all these clips that I shared. I am a believer in the efficient market hypothesis. I am totally on board with Adam Smith and the invisible hand. And if you missed that lesson in your economics class in high school, that's what we're diving into today. So I'm really excited. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, 
I think Adam Smith was a brilliant father of economics, and I can't wait to dive into it. So let's get into the big juice of the episode. When Adam Smith was in his 40s, he started writing this paper that he called An Inquiry into the Nature and Causes of the Wealth of Nations. It took him nine years to write this thing, and it is chef's kiss, pure gold. His central thesis of the paper was to explain why government interference in the free market actually reduces sustainability and prosperity for a nation. He argued that the role of government should have only three functions. Number one, to protect the national borders, number two, to enforce civil law, and number three, engage in public works like education and infrastructure, like roads and bridges. And that's it. Adam Smith explained that the entire global economy boils down to two parties, a buyer and a seller. And in order to have a successful and wealthy nation, he writes, Quote, the individuals in the society need to be free to fulfill their own self-interest, and the result of this will create a social benefit. End quote. He called this theory the invisible hand. All right, quick story. When I was in high school in the early 2000s, one of the fashionable dessert food trends at the time was rice pudding. It was super popular in New York City, and I remember driving all the way into the city with my mom and her friend who was visiting from out of state to go to the infinite, infamous Rice to Riches, yes, that's right, Rice to Riches pudding shop. Through the next few years, rice pudding shops started popping up everywhere to meet demand for the new dessert craze. But by the time I got to university, the rice pudding trend had started to die, and now it's being replaced with Froyo shops. It felt like everywhere you went, there was a frozen yogurt shop on the corner in my college town when I first got there. I also quickly noticed that there were gourmet cupcake shops popping up all over town as well. And if you've ever heard of the Sweet Tooth Fairy Company, they started right there in Utah amongst the cupcake craze. After I moved away from my college town and started my career here in Texas, it was my little brother's turn to move to Utah and start his college experience. I remember him asking me about the cookies and I was super confused. Don't you mean like cupcakes and froyo? And he told me there were no longer any cupcake shops out there. They had all been replaced with gourmet cookie shops that have totally taken over the city. The trend and demand for fancy desserts had changed again. Now I have to give kudos to the cookie industry. This used to be just a trendy Utah thing and crumble cookie has literally swept the nation. They started their business just in 2017, and now they have 600 locations across the nation. They grew even through a crazy world pandemic. So I share this example to tell you that sellers understand that trends like this change, and you have to either adapt and react, or you're just going to fizzle up and die. I mean, come on, when was the last time you thought to yourself, hmm, I could really go for some rice pudding? Probably never, or at least in the last 20 years or so. But a cookie? Well, maybe you thought about a cookie in the last week. And definitely now that you're listening to this podcast episode. So for sellers, if you're not providing the good and service that your customers want, you're not going to stay in business very long. And that is what Adam Smith set out to prove. That an economy works best when the seller's interests are at the heart of the buyer. 
This happens not because anyone's telling them, hey, you need to stop making cupcakes and start making cookies. No, it happens naturally because it's in the seller's best interest to do so. Sellers want to earn a living in order to support their families. And to do that, they have to provide products that they know their customers will want to purchase. The buyer and the seller should be partners, not enemies. And transaction between the two is not meant to be selfish, but of mutual respect for one another. And because no one is telling them, hey, buy this, or hey, you need to be selling that, this voluntary transaction between the two parties happening is what we call a free market. Free markets have zero government pressure or intervention. They just happen naturally. Listen to this next example I pulled from an economic documentary I found on YouTube, and I'll link the reference in the show notes. It's super good. This example is the invisible hand totally at work. All right, so let's say we all want scones, and the baker in town keeps running out. Well, she starts to charge more for her scones. Seeing the demand and all the money that can be made, other bakers in the area start offering scones at their shop. Now, All throughout the supply chain, people are springing into action. Farmers see that bakers are buying much more wheat to make their scones, so they plant their fields with more wheat to up production. Truckers see all the money to be made in delivering the wheat to the bakers, so they start ramping up production and hiring more drivers. Essentially, as customers, we are voting with our wallets. No politician told the farmers to plant more. They just naturally did it to meet demand. And all around the world, people have sprung into action to satisfy the demands of the consumers. No one's ordering them to do this, but every purchase has set off a chain of reaction of responses in other markets and other industries, all to satisfy the final end consumer. Now, as supply for scones starts to increase, competition forces price down. Fewer bakers are baking scones and things start to stabilize as supply meets demand. Dynamically and automatically, this all happens without government intervention. This magical shift and balance is what Adam Smith calls the invisible hand. Boiled down to basics, when demand for a product is high, supply goes up, price goes up. And when demand for a product is low, price comes down, supply comes down. Now, after going through this example, I can't help but think about the insane demand for face masks that hit during the pandemic. So I'm a dental hygienist by trade, and of course, we always wear masks when working on patients. When the pandemic hit, though, and demand for face masks skyrocketed, I know a lot of offices that were running short on masks. And they were even telling their staff, hey, you got to reuse the same mask for different patients, which is just so gross. But what else were they supposed to do? So do you think that the factories that make face masks were just continuing to operate like normal? Do you think that the government had to come in and say, all right, factory workers, it's time to start making more masks? No, of course not. Naturally, they saw the demand for face masks go through the roof and they really started cranking up production. They did this naturally. It was Adam Smith's invisible hand saying, all right, get to it. Crank up production. So how does this all relate to Taylor Swift tickets? Demand for her tickets was astronomical and still is. There are a lot of people still super salty about it because they still don't have their tickets. And since only Taylor Swift can be Taylor Swift, she's not a robot concert performing machine, there is automatically a limited supply of tickets. 
When supply doesn't meet the demand, there are only two ways to balance this. Number one, increase the supply, which we just established isn't possible. She's not a robot. She's not a machine. Or two, increase price. So just because Taylor Swift priced her tickets at $49 does not mean that's what their real value is. In fact, we won't ever know what the true value of the tickets is without introducing the free market to get involved by reselling the tickets. We do know that the $49 tickets are not worth $6,000 because no one is buying those tickets on StubHub that were already listed. If fans think that the price of tickets being resold is too high, well, they're just not going to buy them. So then naturally, the invisible hand will adjust the price down for resellers. Ticket resellers are actually helping in evening out the supply and demand issue. If going to her concert is something that you really want to do, well, you're just going to have to pay for it. And if the prices are too expensive for you to justify paying that amount, then you're not going to buy it. This is what happens every single day in the stock market. This is why price bounces around constantly. The buyers and the sellers are trying to find what the true value of a company is worth, and the supply is trying to meet demand. It really is pretty magical when you think about it. Adam Smith wrote this paper over 200 years ago, and it still applies more than ever today. So to all of you that didn't get Taylor Swift tickets, I am really sorry. I'm sure that was a big pain. But guess what? There still are tickets that are being resold. And if you really want to go, you're just going to have to cop up the dough. You've been listening to the Trade Blondie Podcast. I want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to my show. Until next time, keep trading and remember to trade small, trade often. Goodbye.